Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. You know, I'm so grateful to be a part of a local church that um, prioritizes the presence of God, the Word of God, and really the power of God. It keeps people engaged. The 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 being at the main event on Sunday morning. It's 9:30 a.m. here in Tampa. Um, uh, being at the main event on Sunday morning uh, is is I would. I would venture to guess for the vast majority of people who come, something that people look forward to that engages people. People aren't, uh, I'm sure there are some that do it out of religious duty. I have to go to church, but I would say the majority of people, you can't be on fire for the Lord and not look forward to going into the house of God. But, you know, I was thinking about that. And then uh, I thought about growing up and going to church and and I know the general feeling of a lot of people really across the the, the world who are forced to go to church and there's no power, there's nothing that engages them. And so you see, you see churches that try to engage people like to be relevant and they, you know, they do little things and some, some of these things help. They set up like fellowship time beforehand and they have coffee and they have donuts and they make it something people, people look forward to the community. For some people, that's really what they look forward to is the community. There's no spiritual life, right? There's no, there's nothing that grabs them. But I started to think about why, A lot of times when you hear preachers who have that, they like can talk down to their congregants, almost like the preacher looks forward to Sunday morning as like the main thing. This is my main job as a pastor. Sunday morning is uh, kind of the culmination or the beginning, or it's the, it's the, the face of what they do. And then for many of the congregants, it's like a necessary evil. They come to church because they have to. And I know this isn't everybody, but there's a lot of people who, you know, it's like there's this conflict. There's the pastor who's looking at the congregation like, uh, why don't you enjoy this more? Why aren't you more engaged? Why aren't you more excited? Why aren't you looking forward to this the way I do? And and then the people who are like, man, we just want to get out and get to lunch. And I started thinking about this and I realized it's because everyone's got their own main thing. And so for our lives, we have to inspect and look and ask ourselves, what is my main thing? What is the reason I wake up in the morning and go to go to sleep and the reason I do what I do? What is my aim and what is my focus? And and really begin to dial in on, on what God has for us. You know, this is something that really is a major advantage to being a Christian, is that we know what our purpose in life is. As a non-believer, I don't know how you could, there's really no, there's no real aim. You know, put yourself in the shoes of someone who's an atheist, who doesn't believe in the things of God. What do you do? What's, What's the precept of your life that you live by? What is the, what is the overarching theme, overarching theme of, of, of why you exist? Is it you know, just make the most out of life? Is it to squeeze the life and the joy and the happiness? And that's why you go to Home Goods and you see these signs that say, live, laugh, love. And for some people, that's it. They want to live. They want to have experiences. They want to laugh and they want to, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Where's your aim? What do you do? What's, what's What's the truth that your life is grounded on? Whereas believers, we have that. We know that the, the kingdom of God must be established. Matthew 6.33 becomes our aim, became, becomes our life goal. Seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Our, our aim and our goal in life is to build the kingdom of God, to put the kingdom of God first. We know that God's priorities are to get people saved, for people to hear the truth. And so then we can line our life up with that. You know, there's young people that ask me questions and people that ask me questions about work and, you know, I need to find motivation and not motivated. If you're not motivated, you, you're, you're not grounded in, uh, grounded in the kingdom of God. And if, and if you're losing motivation, then you just need to refocus on building the kingdom of God because it's a deep well of motivation that I'm, it's an eternal motivation that there's a day coming that I'm going to stand before God. And I want every day to have counted, whether I was called to the ministry, whether I was making money, whether I was raising children, whatever stage of life I was in, whether I was in Bible college or secular college or work training or whatever, that it's that it's engaged for the kingdom of God, that I'm doing this to reach people one-on-one, to reach people with my money, to reach people with my example, to represent the things of God. And so you have that main thing. And so I think for us as believers, there has to be an evaluation to ask, what is my main thing? Really, what am I living for? You see people who work, and the reason they work is because, well, if you don't work, you don't eat, you got to work. But it's a drag that their whole life of work is a drag. That's not how it's meant to be. You know, the, the, there's a Christian precept. I've been listening to this audio book uh, on how Christianity changed the world. And one of the chapters is talking about work, and it's talking about how really the middle class came from Christian values and the, and the dignity of work came from Christian values. Because when, when uh, Christianity kind of had its birth 2,000 years ago, it was, the, it was the Roman Empire and then it was the, um, like the Grecian Empire. And, and for them, work was for slaves. Manual labor was for slaves. That one third of the population, the men, would just sat in the court and they were like the philosopher type that just talked and discussed political things of the day. That a lot of it, was degrading and the and the guy lists and cites references and different things that work was degrading having to work where with the teaching of Jesus well Jesus was a carpenter growing up but the teachings of Jesus you know and this really spread throughout the known world to make changes and and make it that as as long as work was done to the glory of God it was valuable good honest work that was done to the glory of God that it didn't matter how much money you made that if you did it to the glory of God, it was honorable that there's, you know, there's stages in your life. We believe in the blessing of the Lord. We believe that God will prosper you. But there's times where you're, you know, hey, I'm in school full time and I'm working a job and, and I feel at peace to be where I'm at and I'm learning a skill and I'm not making a hundred thousand a year or a million dollars a year. I'm not making huge financial impact on the kingdom of God, but I'm doing it to the glory of God. That gets to be our aim. And so for us, we have to stop and ask because there's people who work for the weekend. I'm working for days off. As believers, we're not called to work for the weekend. We're called to work for eternity. We're called to work for the glory of God. Whatever you In 1 Thessalonians, it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do with all your heart as to the Lord. Do with everything you've got as to the Lord. So you have to ask, what's my main thing? Some people, their whole life is looking forward to vacation. They're working and they're engaging and they're doing these things so they can have time off. For some people, their main thing is a video game. It's what they think about all day long. Their, their, their motivation is that they can, you know, I need, to get, I need to do this. There's some people that a relationship or getting married is their main thing. As a believer, your marriage, your relationship is not called to be your main thing. Really, it isn't. And I know a mar- marriage is a good thing, but it's not the main thing. The main goal of life is not your marriage. 
And for some people, they have to refocus because everything they do is for that. And you know, it's a good source of, it's a good source of motivation. Get in shape, make changes. It's a great source of motivation, but it's not your main motivation in life. Your main motivation that what should be that whether or not you ever get married, I know the Lord gives you the desires of your heart. I'm not trying to, whatever. But if whether or not that you can live for the glory of God, you know, there was a time when Paul was talking and he said, it's better not to marry. He was talking because of the persecution that they were suffering, the church was suffering at that time. Hey, we're living in a day and age, Paul is saying, that, that it's better that if you're single, stay single so you can be devoted because of the times that we live in. Now, we're in times of ease now. Obviously, things are getting a little bit tougher, but there's time and a time where that might be the wisdom. Man, it's, it's, it's too crazy. But that I'm not living for that. I'm not living for my marriage. My, my purpose, the purpose of the marriage is to bring glory to God, is that one will put a thousand of flight, but two will put 10,000 of flight. So I have to ask, what's your main thing? Let me read to you from Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. And it says, all has been heard. The end of the matter is fear God, revere and worship him, knowing that he is, knowing that he is, and keep his commandments. For this is the whole of man the full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under sun, under the sun, and the whole duty for every man. Paul said in the book of Philippians, he said, I, 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 everything that I once had, I counted as, as loss. I counted as garbage. I counted as dung that I may gain Christ, that I may know him, that I may be, that I may, uh, that I may obtain that for which I am obtained. He's saying, hey, the reason, Christ has a reason why he brought me back and it's so I can belong to him. And that's my purpose. So what's your main thing? You know, if you if you find yourself in a place where going to church on a Sunday is a dread to you, then you need to ask, Lord, Lord, help me to get more out of the word. You know, maybe you're in a church that there's no life and then you need to put yourself in a place where there's life. But it, but when your heart is lined up that man I'm here to seek first the kingdom of God I'm here to I'm here to be a person of the kingdom then everything that you do the time when you wake up and you pray and you read the word it's it's to to refresh you to build you up the time that you go out to work you're working for the glory of God it's not second best there's some people oh I just want to pray all day life isn't about praying all day you don't pray all day you work there's a time to pray, there's a time to study, there's a time to work, there's a time to do things with your hands. You work, that you can do it to the glory of God, that you can, that you can see your work as worship, that the time on Sunday morning is to honor the Lord and to, to come and gather together and to receive from the word of God and to worship the Lord. But you have to ask, what's my main thing? Am I living for a video game? Is it what I think about all the time? And there's times you have to reevaluate because there's, there's things that come that aren't sin. There's things that come that are just distractions. And this is where uh, that Jesus talked about in the parable. He said, the, the cares of this world, the lust of other things creeps in. So what's your main thing? Are you, are you doing this for the kingdom of God? Are you building for the kingdom of God? Are you, are you studying for the kingdom of God? Are you advancing for the kingdom of God? As you, as you move forward in life, are you doing it for the kingdom of God? Yes, marriage is good, but is your life for the kingdom of God? When you get married, what's next? Marriage is not about two people just having romance together. Marriage is for a purpose. God put Adam and Eve together to tend the garden. He gave them a job. She was his help meet. 
that life is about more than relationships. Life is about more than marriage. Life is about more than building a family. Life is more than that. And for, for some people, that's their aspiration. But there has to be something deeper because as believers, our goal shouldn't be our kingdom. That's building your own kingdom. Our goal should be to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what are you working for? It's okay to go on vacation. It's okay to buy nice things. It's okay to have purchases. But what are you aiming for? Some people, their whole aim is the next purchase they're going to make. What's your main thing? What fills your thoughts? For some people, it's to make a certain amount of money. For some people, they've thought, I'll be happy when I do this. You, you, you're not, that's not where fulfillment comes from. Fulfillment comes from doing what God's called you to do. Fulfillment comes not from buying things. There's more, it's more blessed to give, to, to give than it is to receive. So you have to ask, what's my main thing? What am I aiming for? You need to reevaluate. Some people need to begin to pray. You know, whatever it is you're doing, you may be working a job that you consider, man, this isn't very spiritual. You know, I wanted to go work at this ministry and it didn't work and I'm working this job. Are you doing it to the Lord? Did the Lord, did the Lord provide it? Are you, are you resisting the Lord? Is, is he, did he try to give you something else and you're like Jonah and you're running in the opposite direction? If you're not, if the Lord provided it and it's something to do and it's honest, then do it as unto the Lord and rejoice. I know it's not a ministry job. It's, you know, for some reason people look down on this thing. Oh, I got to go work at this restaurant. So what? It's work. That's good. Your motivation. I was knocking doors. Your, your motivation can be the, is the kingdom of God. There's right ways and wrong ways to do everything. I was amongst heathen. I was amongst, I mean, I ended up recruiting a lot of people that I worked with. So I put myself around people, but then I'd go out and talk to customers and there'd be foul mouthed, you know, in people's homes, just people who, who have, want nothing to do with the gospel. And I'm working and I'm selling and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm doing it to the glory of God. So ask yourself, what's my main thing? And then begin to ask the Lord, begin to pray this way. This is how your heart changes. Lord, put a love for your kingdom in my heart that when I do what I do, that I do it to you. And when you wake up and you do it, Lord, today I do this to you. I do this as worship, just as if I was on my knees lifting my hands. You know, I had my time with you before, earlier, but Lord, I'm doing this as worship unto the Lord. Lord, let me do it with a great effort. Let me do it with full effort. Let me do it to represent the kingdom of God. So what's your main thing? Because when our main thing's the kingdom, there's going to be unity amongst us. There's going to be, there's going to be uh, singleness of mind. We could all be doing different things, but it's going to be all done for the glory of God. That's it for today. I love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Love you. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next one.